episode 45 badass records podcast and uh so you're in a traveling rock and roll band called the vanilla fudge (laughs) (laughs) it is the mud shark himself or the kid as uh you are uh so lovingly saved in my phone mark mccaffrey what's going on hey thanks for having me yeah how are you man pretty good uh still adjusting to i don't know why this is a thing every year but the cold and the sunshine just evaporating like at 4:45 every day it's weird i don't know yeah it sucks going home in the dark uh i feel like the day is over and right? you're so you're out south but where do you do you report somewhere for work yeah like over in overland park Leewood. okay so you shoot west and then back east and then south again yep all right um kiddos are all good tell me tell me their ages again um, four, um, almost seven and nine. Okay. All right. I mean, are they, what's the, what's the school situation out, out yonder? Uh, they're private school. Yeah. Uh, and then are they in activities already or still too young or? No, they, uh, right now I think we're starting basketball for my son. Okay. He's starting, I think this week. Yeah. Um, tennis for daughter but they've they've all been doing soccer and okay dance and you I mean, name it i mean cheerleading do you wind up the, with the day of the week that doesn't have a practice or a game or an event it, it, uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna check my calendar right uh <clears throat> so are your your folks are both still around right yep and are they still in the same place that we grew up, no. No? Okay. No, but pretty, pretty close. Um, and and it goes uh, Matt, Jenna, Mark, right? Yes. And what's the Matt's year? Is he two years older than Jenna? Uh, or well, one? One in school. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you guys, I mean, you guys grew up in that house, right? So everybody's born and raised here. Yeah. Um, and how did mom and dad meet? College. Where'd they go? Uh, SMU. Oh, wow. Did where, where we all All went. of you? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Wow. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, weird like that. Uh, and did they uh, they play music in the house when you guys were growing up? Um, some, yeah. Uh, they both knew how to play the piano. Okay. My dad actually played drums. Really? He was like a drum major. Oh, wow. You know, okay. Way back when, um, which is super cool. Uh, but played drums also. And, uh but yeah, piano. They, what everybody t- knew. Everybody kind of knew. But did they play, piano. put on, put records on, turn the radio on? Yeah, they've all. Man, my family loves music. So. Okay, I mean, I figured like <laughs> they're, they're super active with like musical theater heritage or music theater heritage. Okay, which is what it's called now. The thing down at Crown Center and uh, the Lyric Opera. Okay, and, all right. Um, you know, lots lots of the local stuff to try to support what what goes on here sure um but yeah no they're the ones who have the the record collection of all the beatles stuff do they still have it no i think a lot of it was well they still have a bunch of records but my brother made off with quite a Uh, few i uh, think i ended up with maybe like Jimi hendrix like are you experienced i might have gotten that one (laughs) i like randomly was able to pluck a couple sure not 
that not that many. So before we forget, before I forget, um, what are all of the outfits that you gig in right now? That I that I play with. Yeah, uh, the Harry Trumans. Okay. Um, Ismer Brothers and Company. Okay. Which once again, I'm the only one who's not an Ismer, so <laughs> I guess I'm Company. Right. Um, and then uh, Jervis Jort. Okay. And all three of those uh, are visible online. Uh, sort of. Sort of. It's on social media. Right. Uh, but I mean, like, if gigs come up or you record something, it gets posted to your to the socials. Try to do that. Yes. It, who's who's behind it all? You're better off just coming. Right. Right. Seeing it. Right. But, uh, who do you run any of them, or do they? I mean, I we tacitly put stuff up there when it's going on. Okay. So, yeah. I felt like it we could do a lot better if that's what I, you're saying. Well, no, I just if anybody's <laughs> listening and wants to check stuff out, I want them to know where to go. I felt like at one point um, you maybe were behind the Jort Facebook page, but then maybe somebody else took it over. Is that not? Yeah, I kind of departed. Okay. That for a little while. Uh, that's when we started Back Fat, which was the like bluegrassy not, band. Still gigs occasionally, right? Haven't for a while. Like, I don't know. You'd have to ask those guys if they want to do it. I'm happy to do it. More than it <laughs> has it been more than a year since the last gig? We did. We may no. Maybe been. We may have done one in the last. Yeah, last year. Like a Martin City. Brew yeah, I think it was Saturday. Like, like an hour that we did. Before okay. One of the other bands. Okay. How's old Paul Serp? Um, good as far as I know. I haven't talked to him real recently but okay it hasn't been forever right either well he's not much of a talker to begin with he's kind of quiet <laughs> quiet yeah dude. well if you know silent paul yes yeah okay is that a is that a nickname for him silent paul okay yeah does it need to be one <laughs> I mean, if you know no, him, no, not at all he's pretty quiet uh just silent like the vowels in his last name yeah uh the non-existent yeah Vowels. I've never seen. I he had to show me his ID for me to believe it. R- right. I was like, "There's no vowels. Not yeah, a single vowel. Yeah. He got uh, a single syllable first name and last name and no vowels to go with that last. SRP. Right. Unbelievable. Uh, and what are the? What is your? What's your brother's gigging situation? Um, I don't. I'm not sure where where all they're playing. Okay, but uh, what's the name of their outfit? Oh, one of them's the Painkillers and. I can't even remember the name of the other the other one. And do you, for your stuff, do you practice and have gigs? Yeah, there's usually. So I try to limit one rehearsal, sort of per week, right? If I can, unless it's like leading up to a show. Sure. Or something. But so if that's going to happen, where do you do it? Uh, depending on the group, yeah. It, uh, you, Jort usually practices out at the drummer's house, like out in. Lewisburg, which is oh, pretty far. Okay. Um, I don't feel so bad asking you to drive. The other guy, the now. other guys are basically, basically, well, one of them's in Martin City, and the other one's pretty close to here. Okay. Alda, okay. So. Um, but I mean, you, you've got your own web of activities and responsibilities to sneak a rehearsal in. Do they all have stuff too? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a. Hard thing to wrap my head around everybody finding a, a spot where you can, on the calendar, where you can say, okay, we've got 120 minutes or it, whatever it, it is. It usually cuts into sleeping. Uh, as does this. I mean, <laughs> the back like, end of hey, it. Man, if, uh, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, working or hanging out with the 
fam. Right, uh, right. Um, usually is after after bedtime. So like did you? What was piano lessons a must for all three kids in in your house growing up? Oh yeah. And uh, how long did everybody stick with it? So, well, for background on that, my my mom's aunt um, was our piano teacher. Okay. She also went to SMU. Oh wow. For music. That's deep. So she. Oh okay. And <clears throat> originally from Texas, but but coincidentally moved up here, uh, which I'm. What are the odds of all that? I guess kind of, but um, since she was here. She started all of us at six. Okay. So we all started taking piano when we were six years old. And how late did everybody go? Um, Jenna went pretty much, I think, through the whole most of high school, and then taking th- lessons. Yeah. Wow. Doing recitals and stuff. I did. Okay. I did kind of the same thing. Really. For the most part. Uh, we, may, not... we may have we may have stopped mine later in high school. Um, but I played pretty far through. Okay. So um, rehearsals. And then my bro- my brothers stopped the earliest <laughs> okay. of everybody. But funny, these are not school affiliated rehearsals. It's, you're all you're off on your own thing. Yeah, just you know lessons and recitals. And sure. The boring sure. stuff that you know you suffer through. Just as went kid. to just went to a Halloween one for both my kids. Yeah, you suffer through it as a kid, and you know, and then later on in life you. You know, you got all the theory and right. You know, it's good to learn that stuff when you're a sponge. But so, so Jenna went the longest, maybe, but uh, the all the live gigging bug never bit her, right? She never was in an outfit or no jammed or anything no. like that. Um, they're do they have three in Santa Fe? Two, two, but also older ish, right? Uh, one's a senior and Damn. the, yeah, the other is, oh man, don't quote me on this too. Like now we're on radio. <laughs> I think uh, she, I think maybe she like a, she might be a freshman. Okay. Wow. Or something. Uh, and they still have the brewery. They still have the brewery. Cool. And is that, oh, is that, are you representing right now? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that. Santa Fe uh, Brewing Company. Which, I mean. Come down. Or you can. Find it on the shelves here, right? You cans? No, no. Used, used to. They, oh, they left this market. How come? A while ago. Not not enough. I think they were trying to focus more on sort of what they they had regionally. Okay. Because there, there's just quite a bit of demand. And okay. Uh, and is that like that's the, a question for him? I, I I know, but I mean, you know better than I do. So not really. Is that is that a full time gig for both of them, or does she do her own thing? And he no, do? that's a, she kind of helps with that. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, it's cool. definitely a full gig for him. It's a pretty large place. Um, so what kind of so mom and dad were playing like Beatles and shit, or what? What kind of records were they putting on? Oh, if they were putting on records, uh, I mean stuff. Albums, I, I mean, however, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, in the car it was like the you know oldies ninety five. You know, which is probably what a lot of people say, like that we listen to on the way to school. So a yep. lot of like Supremes and sure. you know, Temptations and stuff yep. like that, which is all good, great stuff. Good but, for the soul. Um, at home, it just a yeah, a mixed bag of. You know, he ended up with the quirky nonsense of like the cocktail soundtrack. I had to listen to Bobby McFerrin like a ton when that came out. Did you ever listen to his Circle Songs record? 
No, I bet it's good though. Oh probably. my god, it is fucking amazing. It is really, it's just all vocals, and it's not really any word. It's just dude, like you know, and there, there's it's scat basically. Um, but I mean, it is like grounding. I mean, it was part of this. My son was born here. It was one of the couple records that we're playing while all that was happening. Uh, it's <laughs> re- really good stuff, though. Like <laughs> for Serenity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. It would have uh, been like Ravi Shankar or something like everybody. I down. I, I remember playing uh, uh, Anugama Anugamu Anugama. It's like a tr- trance meditational shit. Like my my I know of it because my therapist would play it in her office in the okay. back. So uh, he's got two Mas- massage therapist. No, no, no. Oh, Noodle. Yeah, the head. Yeah. Massage. Um. And so I forget, he's got a bunch of records, but one of them is like a part one, a part two, it's the part two. So it was that and Bobby McFerrin circle songs, but, and they're, they were fantastic. He shows up on, um, a Dizzy Gillespie record. Seriously. Uh, it was to bird with love. Meaning Charlie. It's actually kind of hard to find. Yeah. Meaning Parker. That it was supposed to be a, you know, a tribute you know, live kind of thing cool. to him. And McFerrin was in the audience, like I read about this, because all of a sudden you just hear him going, Ba-da-da, Oh, for real? <laughs> he, they, apparently they just shoved a mic in his face while he was in the I audience, love it. and he just started rocking it. Nice. It's, it's pretty cool. I'll play it for you. Yeah. Um, so how about first acquisition or first love album-wise for you? When you, I'm assuming at some point you started a collection. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I've got such a weird, I mean, we've talked about this before, I've got a pretty weird taste. I mean, like any kid, you start with, you know, garbagey kid stuff. Such as? Like the monkeys. Okay. Which I wouldn't technically call garbage, but there's a lot of very easy listening monkeys poppy tunes, but they there's a lot of other stuff they played that's, that I still listen to. I think it's pretty good. I mean, our, our good friend mr zappa famously said uh in talking about the beatles like you know they, they were whatever but truth be told i preferred the monkeys yeah i do remember seeing that it's kind of funny so yeah. i guess maybe we might have something in common there although you know you can't can't bag on the beatles no really, i know you know and, and uh, his thing the, the quote is a big giant thing and it's all about um how success in his eyes their success uh, like a lot of artists is, is tied to capitalism and kind of an outfit and a and a hairdo and a lunchbox that goes along with all of it and well i mean that was a weird thing about the monkeys they were like the first manufactured band weren't they like like legitimately like auditions boy one we need boy one boy two boy three and boy four really they weren't buddies. There were a lot of doc. No. Okay. There, yeah, little Davy Jones. I'm sure right. was hanging out with Mickey Dolan's. I mean, like he's British. We're. <laughs> yeah, they grew up next door to each other. Right. Uh, no, I mean, I don't. I'm not even sure they technically all liked each other. Okay. I, mean, I didn't know any of that. But I, all accounts would say they probably probably did. I guess. But so you... nonetheless, they were just they were they were 
manufactured. Cat, they were casted. Wow. Yeah, those really... documentaries on those guys are pretty interesting. I don't huh. know. I mean, I think they are. So you had uh, your your collection may or may not have started with a Monkees album, or it was an early. I'm you know first tapes like because like Dizzy Gillespie was probably one of the one of the first live on the French Riviera was like one of I, an I, early one. At what age? Um. Like when I was actually buying stuff myself, uh, yeah, or getting fourth, it for presents, fourth, or... fourth grade. Monkeys probably happened before that, like probably in you had, second. You that, bought you know, yourself a Dizzy Gillespie album in fourth grade. Uh, it was a tape, a tape, yeah. an album. It counts. It covers I, all right, covers you. all. I still have it. Okay, that's that's not. You said your stuff is kind of weird. That's not weird. That's like phenomenal. I, I think mean, it's weird for a kid to be in the Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> Live on the French Riviera. That, I was should, also, that should get your ass kicked. I was also doing my playground. parents' taxes and yeah. <laughs> yeah. framing houses. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, Blues Brothers, I think, was an early one. Okay. Jimi Hendrix, sure. Essentials, I got right. that pretty early. I don't know. Just you know, it was it was definitely a mixed bag. Of Ray Stevens, who didn't like guitar Zan as a kid. Oh, little, little, you know. <laughs> so when you, I guess maybe you didn't stop piano lessons but at some point at some point a bass wound up in your hand i mean did were you did you do any six string first or did you go straight to bass and well i started playing uh i took guitar lessons i guess but in third grade i think maybe i started that and that didn't go on forever i think i only did that for three years maybe okay not then nothing you just started noodling around and you know i already like I said, you know, you learn all the theory in piano. Right. So it's just how do you play the notes and just get used to, you know, doing the, right. doing the stuff. Right. But then, uh, no, trumpet fifth grade was probably the biggest thing. Okay. So, all right. Um, so I played a lot of lot of trumpet over the years. I mean, uh, and is is that a thing that you can practice or rehearse in your home and not have everybody else hear it? No, I didn't think so. No, but everybody just tolerates. My, my parents are are great. Okay, are it, they? It paid off pretty good. I did pretty well. I mean, eventually it becomes music, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta. They're the... they're still together, and everybody, the five yeah, of you, yeah. Despite all that, yeah. The five of you are all everybody's legit and gets along. I don't like one of them. One of your parents. No, or one of your one siblings, of, one, of, well, one of the people. I just won't say. Just one of one of the other four. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys are watching. Yes. Um, <laughs> man. So <laughs> when you start trumpet as piano, I'm trying to get to how because you, eventually you settled on bass, right? Well, I still kind of do all, like all of it. Okay. A little bit in different capacities, but yeah, bass is what I've been doing the most of lately. Um, it's a well, little easier, man. I mean, you get to put the horn on your face quite a bit to to keep it up, right? So it's it's a much larger commitment, and you know, when, the times when I can practice that, I need a room like this, you know, right, in my basement, right, so that I can actually honk away while people are asleep, because otherwise, yeah, and my dog howls when I do it too. Oh wow, yeah, okay, actually hilarious. But. Uh, so, but you still pick it up from time to time. And do you do do you dabble in keys piano at all or that's usually what I do with the George. Jort, I thought so. I thought so. That's keys probably keys and horn. Okay, yeah. okay. I'll do, I'll do both. That's probably why I, I imagined that there were keys in the thing we were listening to upstairs because I can definitely picture you at Harling's in front of a 
I don't, I don't remember the brand, but you know, a legit looking setup. That was probably the a Nord. Okay. I started carrying that little red Nord around. Okay. It's almost all you, almost every keyboard keyboard player you see, right, is playing a red keyboard. So what? How many Nord instruments awesome. total do you have? Oh my god! Like I, double digits. What do we? Yeah, well, like which? In, what, what all instrument? of them. All of them. You know, I have a ukulele. I have a mandolin. Damn. I have. I think eight basses now. I've got. Combo of electric and upright. Four, four keyboards, I think. Oh wow. Um, two trumpets, one flugelhorn. Uh. Yeah, and they're all relatively in working order. Like yeah. you could pick any of those. The mandolin and the ukulele, they they get a little love from time to time. Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah, the ukulele is kind of a silly one. Well, it's nice. Daughter nice. likes to pick it up and it, mess around with it every once in go. a while. And, there you go. Yeah. Um, so when we were first uh, messaging, uh, you didn't hesitate too terribly long to shoot me a record, and it was... Uh, a Eureka, California outfit formed in 1985 uh, called Mr. Bungle. Yeah. <laughs> and they put out a self their self-titled debut in 1991. Um, and when I saw it, I was like, I know that name, but I don't know how. Um, and then I sat down with it and I was like... Had you heard it before? No. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm still processing, honestly. The first thing that caught my eye was Mike Patton, Faith No More. Sure. Which, uh, you know, I don't really have any association with beyond uh, what was the, you want it all, but you can't have. Is it was the name of that tune? Was it yeah, epic? Yeah, the one where he's like, it's it's almost like a dirty shower scene. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like and he had just, that famous. They just got water pouring on him. Grammy yeah. performance where he like flopped on the stage like the fish oh, yeah. <laughs> at the end of. Remember that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> guy's a great front man. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, it, and, <laughs> and Scott Ian from Anthrax, uh, and uh, Slayers, Dave Lombardo, not not you know, and a few others. Well, are you t yeah for like and you know because they they came back and did something right. a couple of years ago and it was like way more thrashy than the album that we're talking about. Um, <clears throat> the album we're talking about is just you know the original one and it's it, you know it's just it's like schizophrenic almost. That is a perfect descriptor for because uh <laughs> and I, I read before i listened that you know unconventional song structures and multi-genre sometimes in within songs and i was like wait that's that's all they do is jump in and out of genres in within one song yeah i mean it's <laughs> a mind fuck really like uh, <laughs> all very cool stuff but like i mean you have to know writing and recording and producing an album like that that your pocket, your channel of listeners is going to be a pretty narrow scope because most people are going to eject being like, I don't know what this is. Right. Yeah. It's not one, four, five with a simple four B. No, you know, like you're not dancing to it. Not easily anyway. Uh, so <laughs> in and out of uh, genres, a wide array of instruments, dressing up in masks, jumpsuits and costumes, um, do, doing original stuff and covers. I mean, uh, every track, man, and quote unquote, uh, like fifty six seconds in, just when you think I know what this song's gonna be about, complete <laughs> left turn, 
slowly growing deaf, uh, ripping bass intro. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be like some cool cow funk, like get down. And then that departs and goes, you know, a completely different direction. It comes back. It comes back. Um, <laughs> but a special kind of mind required to enter this type of project and and be serious like kind of you know all along the crazy thing is like that so like in i think it was like 2000 maybe the and i think you can find it like on youtube like a live show where the bass player is dressed like swiss miss hot cocoa yeah okay (laughs) nice and i i swear other than the dedicated keyboard player i think there's maybe only one there might be two Patton's got a keyboard. The lead guitar player has a keyboard. Okay. There, there are keyboards all over the place. And to see it live, and it's funny because like, a lot of the stuff that I gave you was like live stuff. Yeah. I like the live stuff. Yeah. Because uh, it's more true to form than, you know, recording tricks and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. It's nice to see if you, you know, can you pull it off, you know, without, you know, pre recording a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Like, can you guys actually play it? Like live, right. what would that sound like? I mean, yeah. not and and it's crazy because they pull off a couple of those tunes, and you're like, dude, it's so sporadic. It would live cha- they pull it off, changing the on vo- this changing the voices, you know, hitting the pedals and stuff because it it constantly is jumping. I don't know how they do it. I mean, how'd you discover these guys? I, Jenna and Matt and I all own that album. We, really, that was one common, you know album that we all had we all liked it huh i don't know why I, but guess you all, I guess we're all crazy you don't know where you don't know we're where. all like clowns right <laughs> and circus music. we all have a red balloon tied to the sewer <laughs> in front of our homes it is bizarre because a lot of it is cir- like circusy yeah sounding but it's a it sounds professional i mean like it's not there's oh, no, no they're, joking they're, around they're incredibly good yeah <laughs> no doubt so you, you don't know who heard it first or had it first or i don't i mean one of them right i think you know i i think that's how i found it was yeah. probably because of one, one of them and in all honesty it was if it had to be anybody it probably would have been jenna because she liked fate no more matt and i were that like sounds familiar around like with grungy stuff she right. was the one wearing the doc martens and yeah back then so. yeah uh somebody that all, all before i got to know her was you know like i bet if you, you know, had beef with that girl, she'd probably fuck you up. Like, you know, she had a hard edge, at least superficially. Well, Matt and I trained her. <laughs> and we were constantly training. There you go. <laughs> um, I mean... I'm scared of her, if that's what you're asking. Stub-a-dub. Uh, there's like a symphony kind of ballad feeling, like... I was like, oh, this is going to be the mellow track of the whole collection, no. just for just for thirty six seconds or whatever it is, and then you know down the fucking roller coaster shoot <laughs> again. Um, and and that one's just just kind of disturbing, you know, with like the lyrics. I think there's a small it, element of disturbing. And in, everybody has a, has had an old dog. We were just talking about your yeah, old dog, yeah, or you know, or it's roll over and die I mean, you know like stub a dub will never die and then like and then literally at the end of the song you can hear him like that's him wheezing like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Woo! 
I mean, since we can't play it on on the air, I'll just start. Well, I'm that. Hey, I've sung a few bars. You know, tried to. I always, I totally nailed that, and then later I'll listen and be like, that doesn't sound anything like that. That'll happen too. But I don't have a pitch there's a great run of track titles to close the thing out uh my ass is on fire uh the girls of porn love is a fist and it wraps with dead goon i mean just beautiful like they they nailed the the title track or the title names there it's almost just daring to be offensive on quite a bit of it you know there's yeah it, it's just it's, it's just crazy enough that and i think i told you this before too that you know when you get presented with that kind of dumb question of if you could only have five albums on a deserted island what would they be yeah that's i mean and you're like i don't know jeez i mean how long am i on the island right I'm like <laughs> right i the, you know, i'm not picking polka then you no know, uh, <laughs> uh there was uh a, a dude who's just a friend of a friend he did uh, his episode drops tomorrow actually or Thursday um but he like could not get that concept out of his mind and was like texting all these I was like that's not the thing the thing is not desert island list the thing is like you're sort of the tributary of your life and key moments where records or artists or whatever. And so, and let's talk about him, but he kept going. And, and so, and he had to, you know, it's not just, it can't just be, it's gotta be the artist's entire discography. Um, and he was so obsessed with it that when we finished taping, I was like, why do we think that we're going to have like electricity and Wi-Fi on this Island that we're trying, <laughs> like, what in the absolute fuck? Like, you know, no, it's one of those record players. That right. You sit there and somebody has to crank it, but you have to crank it. Hopefully, you have rhythm. Right. Right. So yeah. you can crank it at, at a, the right speed. Uh, at 30, 33 right. RPMs, man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, unless you were dumb enough to pick a 45. I mean, then you're like, geez, man, we only have like seven minutes of music. Here yeah. Total. Like, this yeah. Sucks. We have, Who picked those? we have a hit with a bullet in the chart <laughs> and a B side. The bullet. Right. Uh, <laughs> So I, I I made my way through Mr. Bungle and then you shot me a few others, which were, was a really fascinating list. Uh, and if we go chronologically, it starts with. Oh, I didn't mean you'd have to touch all of them, but you know, well, I was just throwing some stuff out there but for why, fodder. Why not? Well, I don't know if you had listened to them. Some of them, I'm like, if you haven't heard them, you should just give them a listen to. Uh, do you remember my buddy Nate Wilkie, who was in my class? Uh-huh. His older brother did an episode, and he's 10 years older. So, like, when I met Nate in sixth grade, like, he was already in Lawrence. So I, like, didn't even know he exists. But he's a longtime jazz musician, guitar, uh, looking for gigs, um, if you ever know of anybody. But he did one, and he gave me, like, 15 jazz records, which was an undertaking, uh, to say the least. But but it it felt, when I first looked at it, it felt very comprehensive, and and then afterwards, I was very pleased having. Been, yeah, I'd like to see that. Been told. Well, uh, sadly, I lost video uh, his, on his camera for that one, so it's only audio. Um, but it's still a really good conversation, and uh, I was really happy that I had somebody to say, "Listen to all these records." Um, 
And so there's some really, really fantastic names and records in that episode from his list. There's no Dizzy Gillespie. Um, and you gave me Dizzy at Newport 1957, which um, kind of fits right into the window of things um, that we, that he and I talked about on his. And, and uh, this, this record is, I mean, it's fantastic. Nine tracks, an hour and 12 minutes. It's got a Manteca. Uh, it's got cool breeze and it's, it's got cool, cool breeze. breeze is like one of the cool cool trombone solo whoever says that uh um, they just don't happen that you know right it's it's hard to get sorry trombone fans out there but you know i mean it's hard to get super excited sometimes about a trombone solo but i would say that uh so episode 42 is not out yet but it's with a cat named kadesh flow okay. um who uh so Margaret Buckner was in our grade, uh, and then younger sister Annabelle, uh, R.I.P. in peace. She passed away to cancer a few years ago. She was like Tiff's age ish. Okay. But then Brad was a year older than us, and he gigs uh, with uh, Tiki Brawlers and Casey Green, and they Casey Green does a lot of shows at the Ship. Um. And so he did an episode, and then I learned about his bands and went and saw him. And this this dude, Kadesh Flow, is a trombonist and a rapper, and he's okay. kind of got a frontman vibe energy to him. And he's really good at both. Um, and that's and he's also like way into um, uh, anime, like so like okay. I'm not sure how that ties into everything, but fair yeah, enough. I mean, right. but if you <laughs> Google him, like it's, that's also, I'm coming well, up with you. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> you'll have to cut to my camera for that part. It's more. Oh, oh I will. <laughs> it's more like uh, all of the like Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and they all have powers and stuff that I can't speak to. But um, you know, I I didn't. I thought it was going to be like I think I thought it was going to be all instrumental, just a jazz set, uh, and then. It wasn't because they had a rapper and a trombonist. And I was like, that really is amazing and elevates shit. And he's been told at, at some point, like, it's not going to work for you to, like, marry all these things. You got to pick a lane. And he's like, nah. No, I, I agree with that. You so know, I, at point figure, being. Figure out what you, what you, you want to do. I guess my point was, you know, how many, how many famous trombone players could, other than Fred Wesley and J.J. Johnson, could you name? I no, I could have only maybe given you Fred Wesley, but that's weird because the trombone like, is a fantastic sound. It, yeah, it's just, you know, but remember back like in middle school and like elementary school, you know, the only kids that played the trombone were like the kids that played football. Like they were the big kids that had the long arms. Okay, So fair, they could fair. get into seventh and eighth position, fair. you know. So it's like in a, it's there's nothing sexier than a trombone solo, right. right? I mean, can you imagine, you know, being on a balcony and Monte Carlo <laughs> with your special lady, <laughs> like just busting out a, <laughs> Are you a, a super sexy trombone solo? Are you a stand-up comedy fan at all? Oh yeah. So Ari Shafir, I don't know if you know him. He just put out a new special called Jew. The whole thing, it's like an hour and ten. <laughs> 15 minutes the whole thing is about judaism it's really fascinating and by far the best work he's ever done it is super super funny 
Um, but it's so, so you know, he kind of just make, making fun of Judaism, <laughs> uh, talking about you know, weird, weird okay. things about Judaism and comparing and contrasting to other relationship or, or religions, etc. But at one point, um, uh, when when they when he gets to uh, Garden of Eden and talking about Adam and Eve and uh, there's a conversation I think between God and Adam happening and, and masturbation comes up and Adam's like, I mean, am I, is it okay? And God's like, of course it's okay. Look how long I made your arm. <laughs> it's a perfect fit. <laughs> uh, but this Dizzy Gillespie, uh, I mean this Newport, uh, I was trying to with Nate's brother, Adam, uh, I was trying to like did, um, cause now that, Jazz fest, at least the one time I went, is called the Heritage Jazz Fest. But it, but yeah. Newport Jazz Fest, did it become that, or have there been separate jazz fests in New Orleans? Or, uh, well, Newport was, is that <clears throat> Rhode Newport Island? Was in California. Oh, California. Okay, Newport, I didn't. California. Okay. Uh, all right, my bad on that. But it, re- regardless, eleven dudes. I mean, it's not a small outfit. You talk. I about- think I think Lee Morgan plays on that too. You know, and Lee Morgan had like a big career as a trumpet player, okay, solo, and I could be wrong about that. So don't, either way, don't, um, don't put that in the comments. Like, what? I'll check it later. Uh, yeah, heavy comment sections. Uh, occasionally there's one. Most often there's Somebody's zero. Gonna be mad. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, yeah. nobody's gonna, nobody's well, gonna we say. Can, we can say something that'll make somebody mad. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but either way, it's uh, a really great. I, I uh, it rocks, man. I mean, it's the fifties. I mean, like Miles was putting out a ton of really amazing stuff back then. Coltrane, of course. You know, I but mean, that was all the big band stuff that just moves, right? Yeah. Like, and you know, <clears throat> you, you you have some room to improv, but. It's it's there's a lot of script yeah to it yeah right there's charts you got a ton of guys that are all playing at the yeah. same time which is why you know it's probably common to a number of those like you know most of the stuff that I sent to you was all m- multiple guys playing stuff yeah oh well uh, you're know, like I mean the Don Ellis Orchestra too same that thing, dude and it's just nuts never and heard of you, that guy and enjoy that I it's because <clears throat> it's, it's crazy a little out there and some lengthy tracks and some wild if you read up on him too he's he's fascinating uh, he looked the album cover art is like a three shot image of his face he looks a little crazy. <laughs> Well, I actually, in contemplation of coming here, because I gave you that, I was like, oh, maybe I should brush up on my lore. But you know that he, I mean, well, I didn't know that he took a class essentially in, essentially metrics on, because a lot of his stuff was famous because it had crazy time signatures. Okay. So, you know, and, and I haven't looked it up. I would assume he and Zappa probably were, at least liked each other crossing streams. I don't know if they ever met one another, but they were doing a lot of pretty, pretty nutty. Well, there's 13 dudes in this one, uh, 11 tracks, an hour and 27 minutes, which is way longer than a lot of your, uh, jazz album running time situations back then. Um, and, uh, there's weird stuff like a 10 minute, 40 second. Hey Jude. Um, Which is strange. As it all. is. Oh, it's yeah. very. <laughs> couple minutes, you're like, there it is, and then you lose it 
and then it, uh, there it is again. Oh, it's gone. You know, uh, and a twelve-minute closer called "Pussy Wiggle Stomp." <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> it is a good song. How is that? It's good. Can I can I have one? Yeah, I'm too lazy to go leave the room and get another Guinness. That's no problem. Thank you. Which I just bought some of those again the other day because I kind of forgot about Space them. Camper Hyperwarp. Camera's probably too far away to see. This show is brought to you by right, and five point nine, not bad. Oh yeah, you asked earlier. I didn't even look. Start getting into sixes and eights. And that's I'm not like, that's not why I drink. I don't look look for the ABV. Strictly flavor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was NA. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You're gonna have to go back to the store you got it at and file an official complaint. <laughs> um. They got more coolers for NA beer now than I've ever seen. Well, they have a cooler for seltzers and a cooler for NA beers. Oh, no, seltzers get like four coolers. Four coolers? NA gets like almost a full one, though, now. Yeah, forever. Ooh, that's good. Some of those are actually pretty good. uh, I did a good long bit where I was uh, St. Pauli girl in a, And then after that, I found Old Milwaukee. Has a fantastic, just a plain old red can, you know, good stuff. I think we should talk about a number of different products in contemplation of sponsorship for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that nobody looks at any of that until you get enough eyeballs and eardrums. And I'm not even close. Like, it's just not even, it's not even worth the time. I mean, well, not yet. I mean, not the, yet. My, the my pillow guy, he'll do it. My pillow. Who is oh, that? That's, yeah, Fox News. Vanny's on. Oh like, God, every five minutes. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> it sounds terrible. Sells pillows. Okay. Yeah. The only pillow and, ad and like everything else. I've only seen the ads for the square pillow. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about? It, they revolutionized the it, pillow it, from it, taking it from a rectangle it, to a square. Yeah, oh, it's better for your neck and back and get out of here. <laughs> Eight out of ten scientists, right? Agree. Um, <laughs> so I lost the uh, year for that uh, Don Ellis, but it's got to be in between fifty-seven and seventy-one. Uh, no, he did. So he died in seventy-four. Okay. I think. I think it was. It was. I think it was. Well, you got the computer. Yeah, I think we'll it was do. 71, too. Let's see here. Old Don Ellis. I mean, which coincidentally Fillmore. was the same year. 70. 70. 70. So then the next year, the Fillmore. Fillmore East. Yeah, Zappa was, was and the Mothers Zappa? of Invention. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's kind of weird. that It's too bad I didn't live near the Fillmore then, right? East. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> around that place. particular period of time. Um, so <laughs> this was... Um, really, my fir- the first Zappa record that somebody was like, "Check it out." Which one was? Fillmore East. Seventy. Was the one that you got the Pencil Front album? What's was that? The first one you got. The first one that somebody said. I think somebody made me a copy of it. That's great. Yeah, and I was like, "It's a good introduction to." It's also a lot. I mean, uh, because as it turns out, and I'm not uh, my '80s Zappa knowledge is very very limited uh because it i i I was going a different i spent a good chunk in the pot in the zappa pocket and by the time i got to the 80s stuff i was like i don't maybe i'll come back valley girl she's a valley girl stuff like that yeah i know i saw it okay i mean (laughs) that's you can't find you can't find uh I, i i i love that image so much 
but you can't find any merch that doesn't have that it doesn't have the the lettering, the verbiage, the artist and the title, the album title. It's all. I, but I <clears> love <throat> that image so much <clears throat> that it had to be anyway. Uh, so what what ended up being my favorite Zappa pocket and still is without having spent a lot of time in the 80s is the kind of past the early mothers shit and, and so so the 70s like you know <clears throat> so past lumpy gravy i love lumpy gravy for what it is <clears throat> um all through college um they were my actual answering machine outgoing uh had a snippet and it, I didn't say anything. It was literally just that. And there's a section of I think it's side two. Get a uh, lot of? Did you get a lot of messages? Uh, most people would be like, "Um, I'm <laughs> calling for." But uh, I met you last night. But never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was not. I was never. Uh, the concept of like approaching a girl at a bar was always like are you out of your mind? Like, no, no way. Like I just wasn't anyway. Uh, there's a section of, of not if you're leading with that. Hey, you into Zappa. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you know lumpy gravy? Uh, what is he has, he has uh, suspenders and a big long fro and says like Pipco or Pipco, something, yeah. but there's, so there's two tracks I think on that record and they're both like 30 minutes long. And the second one, there's a, there's a, 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 a section where, um, the, one of the guys is like, um, and fight and fight, and, and the other guy goes and pick up sticks, and he goes, yeah, pick up sticks, ah! and starts just laughing insanely. So I had like <laughs> that thirty set as anyway, but yes, uh, like uh, freak out and and lumpy grit, like all that early stuff. Like I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not. I, weasels rip my flesh. Weasels rip my flesh is uh, trending in the direction that I. I actually, Dang. I actually bought that. This, <laughs> I don't, if anybody remembers this, I doubt they do. I bought this for a girl. That album, yeah, with the guy holding the weasel, like, like a I mean, razor. I'm not married to this person, right? Right. right. The funniest thing about it, yeah, because it's obviously creepy looking from the outside. Oh, it looks like a hey, come like, by our yeah. New- well, you know, open it up, take a listen, just for fun. Yeah. And um, I went back to Best Buy where I'd bought it, and it was back there. She returned it. How do you know? Because I'd pulled the price off, and they had put another label on it, and I was like, "Dude, I could swear to God, that's sure he returned it. <laughs> All right, that's fine." Like on cassette. No, CD. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, kind I... Kind of a dumb thing to give somebody, I guess, right? Like, hey. I mean... Of, instead of flowers, I, like I, you give him a cartoon of a guy getting his face ripped off by a weasel. You know... Uh, <laughs> but very thoughtful music, and I really I, felt like it was... I, so I sort of, like, lived in this <laughs> plane for a number of decades where I thought that, like, one day I would meet life partner the significant other that was like just 158 percent same path same yeah, as me no no it's like <laughs> i got so tired of like being oh, this is the girl that's gonna like fish or you know or weasels or whatever but i i like that that record it's trending and but anyway um you know 
uh, Hot Rats and Chic Your Beauty, Apostrophe, Overnight Sensation. Joe's Ro- Joe's Ro- is my Roxy. Joe's is my all time favorite. I mean, I think it's just a masterpiece. But we've talked about playing like just basic Joe's Garage. The the title track. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good song. I mean, it's fine. It's long, and it doesn't do it. it it's probably one of the least exciting numbers that he does but it's also very catchy i love that song and the, iron, that's the, the irony of it though is that it's drawn up to be a basic garage band tune it's uh, and, but it's and not it's also why people kind of like it you, you know get, there's some fantastic horn riffs in there um anyway um, ben strings yeah uh uh but so so for Fillmore East seventy one uh, to be my intro. I was like, I, and I, I listened to it a bunch because I was like, I've known all my life that at some point Zappa was going to be a thing that I at very least studied, and so when I finally have a highly recommended record, I was like, I don't know where to put this at all because you've got you know all of these. You can tell even the untrained ear. I think can tell that there's a lot of really really high-end musicianship happening. I mean, xylophones and, you know, sound effects. Anyway, but then vocally, what they're doing, I'm like, are we supposed to take this seriously? You know, like... Like all the falsetto voice stuff. Yes, yeah. From Flo and Eddie, which, I mean, and you know the story behind why they were called Flo and Eddie. I don't at all, so please. They were... So when they were with the the Turtles, they broke... They had broken off, and I may be sort of screwing this up but they were being sued essentially for you know you're not allowed to be on another label you're not supposed to be performing they weren't allowed to use their own names okay and at one point dweezil had this problem with ahmed where they were like you're not allowed to call it dweezil zappa play zappa he's like that's my name i can't use my own wait 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 time out (laughs) ahmed was saying yeah, he was still part of the family trust. The family trust finally sold the whole vault to. That's my least favorite element of being a Zappa fan is this, all the things that the well, trust. Well, no, that's did. why they're they're coming out like crazy now because Gail, when she died, she died when she died a couple, two or three years ago. Really? And so Ahmed was basically in charge, and he just sold the whole vault over to. Yeah, he looked that up too, just I to mean, make sure that we're fact checking what I'm saying. Well, I just, but I'm embarrassed he, to not know that. But when that happened, you know, they were, they well, they'd already started fighting even when Gail was still alive. About, the siblings? About the Zappa plays Zappa stuff. That's so disappointing. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> right. On rate. Yeah, don't don't broadcast this. Maybe we edit this. You can go no, ahead. don't be ridiculous. We can just rub just like the Zappa part. Is it? <laughs> this you know, like, the, so we don't actually say his name. You're being ridiculous. You, you, hate, to, you hate to do that. Um... <laughs> Because remember when they they came back out, it was just called Zappa plays Zappa. A hundred percent. You know, I and went then, and, saw... and then it turned into Dweezil plays the music of Frank Zappa, and then it was like, what? I mean, what are we doing now? At this point? I went and saw. Uh... But Flo and Eddie was the same thing. They were like, you can't call yourself Howie Kalen and Mark Volman, Adelaide Gale Slotman. Damn, she's been dead since 2015. Oh, so seven years ago. Wow. Okay, so Time flies, man. occupations listed as trustee of Zappa Family Trust. So she died, and what happened? Uh, Ahmed took over. And was it 
by by design it went to him? Um, I think. Okay, and he was being equally dickish. Like, well, ultimately, you just end up selling the whole thing off, which is great, right? Because ultimately, the big dorks, like, you know, are us, right? Yeah. Why don't you hurry up and get all this stuff out before we all die? Right. It'd be a real travesty if. You know, everybody's listening to techno t- ten years from now, and nothing else. And yeah, Zappa's name just you know who cares. And, um, <laughs> you know, you just wasted all that stuff. You the, were sitting on it, kind of like wine. It's like dying with a full wine cellar, right? You know, like you blew it. The dude that ga- that gifted me the hot rats uh, for his episode, I uh, tried to take a section of a little green Rosetta. And cut it because I knew they would. I knew it would definitely. It's going to pop up no matter what because it's the trust, right? Um, so I I took the section that I like and I just cut it like super hard and just mashed them together. So it's very very audible that that's what I did. Still so, found it. Well, but <laughs> when I went to list it, you know, because I always say like I don't own the rights. The blah blah blah. Uh, this comes care of blah blah blah. And there the verbiage on their thing is like exclusive. I mean, it's just full of, you know, just, just like, God damn it. Seriously. So like at some point to Jiversy project object play, <clears throat> what is it? Project object. No, that was, uh, Ike Willis. Okay. And who was Terry Bozio? And no, it was, no. it was Ike. And well, he was pretty much the main guy. Okay. From, from Zappa. But, uh, and this is from my brother, so I don't know if this is true either, but uh, but I'm pretty sure it is. But they were rifling at anybody that was playing Zappa tunes without, without permission. He apparently was granted somewhere, Frank granted him full rights to Good. play his music whenever yeah. he wants. So that project was menacing to Gail and the Zappa family trust because they weren't getting any money on it because he was allowed to play it. That's, that's my whole thing, man. Like at some point the Zappa family has enough money. Well, I mean, who knows how much money they actually have? I mean, he put out 65 records and you would think that they're, that they've, they're, that they're doing okay, but I don't know. I, I <clears throat> fair. I don't know. Either. They're doing better than I am. I mean, and you, right. You probably, right. Collectively. Yes. Probably. Yeah. I would, I would think so. Uh, uh but so so anyway, Flo and Eddie. Flo and Eddie, would, yes. Yeah, so they had, had they weren't allowed to use their names, so they just started calling themselves Flo and Eddie. I mean. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Any, but so, this... Uh, but, like, their stuff, that genre, that that era still remains to be kind of one of my favorites. Really? Just because of the fact that... Well, I mean, for different reasons, right? You can, you can like you said, 60-some-odd albums over... A, a pretty long period of time spanning a bunch of different genres. If the, if you don't like one Zappa tune, there's something wrong with you. Hundred um, percent. There's got to be at least one that you're like, that's that's good. Yeah. And I've played a bunch of them in a row, like a bunch of different styled ones from different times to people. I'm like, you know, back when you used to make mixtapes. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you like this? Hey there, like, people. Uh, I'm Bobby Brown. It's all right. I'm like, okay, how about this one? That one's good. Okay, what about this one? Nah. All right, and this one. It's almost like an eye, eye, eye exam. Yeah. <laughs> this one or this one? Right. 
And you know, they're like, yeah, that one's pretty good too. All right. So what, what am I looking at? They're all Zappa, dude. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you just need to dive in. There's right. Just too much of it out there. Well, uh, by the time I had three, I think three listens uh, to this, uh, I was like, this is a, ma- this is not a concert. This is a major production and it's like theatrical and there's so many little intricacies and nuances and, and some of it sounds like it's, it's like improv and some of it actually is, but like a lot of it is like intentional, you know, improv Yeah, where, where it sounds like it's off the cuff, but no, I guarantee you they rehearsed that. There's yeah. no way that they would punch it like they did. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's wild. Uh, so what top three? If you gun to your head, top three out of the whole discography, top three records of his. Yeah. Oh man, this See, is that's w- hard because of all the post. Because like I said, not uh, well, not posthumous. What, all right. Well, we because we were talking earlier, and I, I think this point's salient. The eight disc. Oh yeah. Thing they put out a couple of years ago. Um, that of course I went and bought, and I don't, you know, I can get it, but I bought a copy of it because i wanted to keep it um is all the Fillmore year you know it's it's the Fillmore show but it's all of the Fillmore shows because they played more than one right um and <clears throat> a couple couple of, i think like philadelphia maybe and okay uh, something overseas i think and it's just when, when people ask me about why do you like that guy so much and it it's not just well it is this too eight discs a lot of times playing some of the same tunes very varied quite a bit so it's kind of interesting to hear him do it from night to night because they they full-on change you know it's crazy some of some of the stuff you're like they obviously rehearsed again in that morning and say hey last night i hated this let's do it this way but are set lists do you do you know do set lists look identical but they're just... no they're not identical okay okay so they still they still sub some stuff out i mean and it uh, you know that that's one of the things that was cool is that seeing you know he'd he'd play a lot of tunes over time too and you just hear different ways yeah, they'd just be completely different. You're like, how cool is that? It's the same song. I feel and like he I've just heard... figured out a much different way to play it this time, and I, you know, I like this one too. I, you I know feel like I mean? I've heard one of my favorite tracks. Uh, God, I might get this wrong. Charlena, I think, is on Burnt Weenie Sandwich, and I th- feel like I've heard uh, very different versions of that tune it just randomly. Not that I sought it out, but like, what? What is that? Um, but so, okay. So this eight disc box, is it a box set? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I obviously with eight discs on it, it's an easy one to pick too. Cause yeah. It's, Cause it's all, it's kind of cheating. It's all flowing. <laughs> Eddie's. I know what it is. Studio <laughs> I releases. Uh, I always like Grand Wazoo. Okay. All right. Hot Rats is a winner. I mean, I don't want to pick like a bunch of instrumental stuff. It kind of shows that I don't care that much about the lyrics sometimes, but I obviously do because I like the flow in that ear. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, uh, you know. Um, I'm going to have to revisit Grand Wazoo. I don't know. Dude, they're just like, you know, as far as being good as a whole, like the whole album, you know, Apostrophe and Tinseltown Rebellion. Yeah. We're both yeah. pretty pretty solid. Man. 
Um, there's just too much stuff. There's just too much of it. I don't know. Waka Jawaka is pretty awesome yeah, still, yeah. too. And... Did you, have you ever, like, gone down, uh, interview YouTube rabbit hole with him? And just... Oh, watch him being interviewed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Oh, it's great. So, like, uh, you know, there's one where he I, might be Barbara Walters, and he's he's sick. Like, the stuff is settled in, but he's still got his Winstons, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I mean, I see tobacco as a food group, and right now, tobacco is my favorite food group. <laughs> Next question, you know, and she's just like... Uh, and then, of course... He didn't die the, from lung cancer. No, uh, um, not made- pank... Uh, uh, Prostate. Prostate. Maybe? Prostate. Yeah, yes. Um, but Actually, I had people tell me in middle school, like, hey, sorry about sorry about Frank. Really? I was like, how did you know? Right? It's wow. It's just kind of weird to tell me that, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, I was advertising the fact that I was weird. I mean. Or people already knew. I don't know. Uh, what was your guys' middle school uh, or elementary and middle Mission Valley. Mission Valley, and what about elementary? Or Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook, right. Now it's an old folks home. Yeah, it's not there so anymore. So we can just move back in later. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm back. Mark was here. Look, yeah. I told you. I want my same lock. Yeah, yeah. I still remember the combo. <laughs> uh, but I, I love, there's there's a, that, that one is just, I mean, there's lots of really good clips out there of him talking establishment, capitalism, it's you name it. And he's kills it. And then of course the PMRC hearings. I remember reading those um at like a convention where I was kind of bored and not really paying attention to the speaker and just started going down the rabbit hole of reading the transcripts okay. from that. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, my God. The PMRC stuff? Yeah, and then I was like, I got to watch this. Dude. And I... so I went home and immediately YouTubed it, and it's like in five clips, or is it all in one clip now? Uh, I think maybe it is. They but were all regardless, spread Regardless. I like, was like, I'll just keep, you know, I'll keep clicking, I guess. Every, and he just dresses down everybody on the planet. Every politician in the room that he's there, they can see them like, Get this fucking up. Look, what the fuck? We picked like, the wrong guy yeah. to have up here. Yeah. Well, they didn't call him. I think the. Well, I don't know. How did, how did he get called up there? I think if. I the think musicians he, wanted him mm, to be up there because I, I guarantee you the labels didn't really want him. I think he kind of just took it upon himself. I don't, I don't know. I got that invite, but good for him. Well, and. Because it's know, classic. He it's, just literally just wrecks and multiple people on the Weird that panel. trio. D. Snyder, John Denver, and Frank Zappa. <laughs> and D. Snyder and John Denver make great small points, and then they're done. But Frank has like a briefcase and a stack of papers. They should have done like a tra- traveling Wilburys project while they were there. I like that. D. Snyder, Frank Zappa, and John Denver. What the hell? I love that <laughs> first traveling Wilburys record so much. It's so good. So pretty good. They I don't mean, do enough of those kind of things, man. That's the only real, I mean, whatever. Because well, now rock stars aren't rock stars anymore. It's all pop stars, right? Yeah. They're just like, yeah. you know, who would you who would you get for Gravitas? Uh, you know, again, I love the whole, I, uh, this, the because they did volume one and volume three, but no volume two. And volume three is okay. Volume one's the real, and I, I one of my favorite things about it uh is the end of the line video where they'd have the empty rocking chair yeah. for Roy. Uh-huh. RIP in peace to Mr. Orbison. Um, 
That's actually, they didn't do a volume two? No. Uh-uh. Volume one and volume three. So is that supposed to be like ironic? Kind of like I... Ween's 12 country golden hits? <laughs> yeah, You're like, I think There's only so. 10 goddamn songs <laughs> out here. These guys are jerks, man. What the hell? Man, they got <laughs> gypped out of two songs at the record oh, store. Oh, man, I want to hear the piss on the rope reprise. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's 71 and then 72, Foxtrot, Genesis. Six tracks. Oh, we're going to hit all these. Yeah, I like it, man. You know, just go for dip, it. Dip in and out, and then we got to get you out of here at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's over a school night. Duke's playing KU. Right, that that t- 11 minutes ago, they tipped off. Oh, shit. See, that's why you're urgent. No, I. you have a drive. I'd be urgent, too. You have a drive. That's fine. And I a am. wife and kids that... You They'll know, be asleep by the time we're finished. Does, she, does the doctor turn, turn in early, relatively speaking? Um. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Well, do you guys get stays, out? Stays awfully busy, man. You know. Does she? With work and stuff. What does she do? Uh, works for insurance. Okay. Do you guys get out ever and like g- gather yeah. with people? In the... Sometimes. Okay. I mean, uh, coordinating those kind of efforts and you know. There was a there was a there was a small window I recall, uh, where I think you guys were where you are now, but would occasionally still zip down if there was a thing uh, to do but then i think yeah just invite us we'll, we'll be i think that window out. closed and i remember hearing people like he wants he always they always want everybody to come out to no we don't care oh okay but, all right well um but it's not that i mean it's the midwest bud yeah right we all drive everywhere even if it's a block away right <laughs> uh so six tracks 51 minutes fourth of 15 records have you ever listened to it this record yeah. i put it on today because since you gave me so much notice no i didn't give you much notice at all but it's um, an incredible album dude so i have uh, upstairs with my cds i have a copy and i think i paid i think i paid for it uh, more than twelve ninety nine. You didn't steal it. Of meaning, saying. meaning like it might have been an import. <laughs> okay. Uh, of Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, and I haven't put it on in years. But so you had heard it before, though. Maybe. No, not this one. Well, I'm talking about Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which well, is kind of the signature uh, '70s Genesis prog rock. You know, also a, a little bit elusive. Um, but anyway. Uh, the few times that I've put it on, it's like, God, I appreciate this, but it, it's, I'm not, we're not gelling. You know what I'm saying? So when I put this on, I was like, this is a couple years before that. Uh, probably going to be uh, similar, way more accessible. And was, was Peter Gabriel still in the band? So I didn't know that uh, Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins were ever on records together. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the Peter Gabriel era and the Phil Collins era, oh, and no. they bookended, you know. The, but no, they put out so this, and this was in Nursery Crimes. Foxtrot was the last one. Well, no, when, no, no, Nursery I'm sorry. Crimes. I think they're both on it. I think. Um, no, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway was the last one. My okay. bad. But anyway, um, I put this on and was kind of just gonna it's only six tracks i was kind of just gonna scan yeah supper's ready is like 20 but i let it play and i got like uh a good chunk into the third or fourth track and i was like this is beautiful and not you know a challenge to follow and it's just really good music i mean and definitely it doesn't have that like you know kind of like yes 
is like the poster child for uh, fusiony kind of and stuff like that. Stuff yeah. that, uh, and like I said, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is not near as accessible as this. This is, I'm not all the way through it, but it's so far it's beautiful, and I was like, what a treat. I mean, how how did this one land in your lap? Man, once again, I think I think my brother. Okay, I okay. Think literally, he he pulled that thing out, and I was like, oh, I'll, all right, and. You know, I've had to defend <laughs> Genesis albums, including this one, to people where I'm like, well, no, all right, your perception of Genesis is stuff you, saw touch. On, stuff you saw on MTV. Maybe and, even Abacab. Which, you know, and you make fun of those, but you know all the words I, to all of them, right? I, mean, I don't. Not you. I'm just saying collectively right. yeah. everybody makes fun of, you know, these Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel pop songs. And you're like, yeah, but there was a time... People, not, and I'm like, I think and you, people, need to, you need to hear what what they were doing before. They independently came up with some cheesy 80s careers that worked out really good I, for them. People shit all over solo Phil Collins. Uh, this is hilarious. I'm, I, I, I like gonna, it. We're going to have to we're gonna have to tell some people about this particular portion of our conversation. Okay. Because I've, I've had it multiple times. Because then I'm like, all right. Because they're like, Phil Collins it, uh, sucks. Or he's gay, you know, he's gay. Whatever, whatever, man. you know, or whatever, whatever people would say. I don't need you and, to like him. And I'm like, have you ever heard of Brand X before? And they're like, what's Brand X? I would, like, I'm asking the same question. I'm going to put this on for you. Well, we're going to listen to it right when we get out of here. Okay. Phil Collins rocks the drums on all that. It's like it's a fusion project. Okay. With no words on it either. Like un- unorthodox behavior, uh, livestock. They're, they're, uh, I don't know if he's on livestock. I know he's on un- unorthodox behavior, but it's good. It's his drumming is incredible. I, I mean, like when I first was introduced to the concept of polyrhythms and how how to practice that kind, of, I was like, nope, nope, t- stop. My brain doesn't work that way. You got, you, if you you got to find somebody else that you can explain it to and then they can explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you take that and then the, the notion of singing while playing an instrument <laughs> and then mash them together. Like if you don't have respect for some of the shit or all of the shit that he did and has done, like you don't know what you're talking about because it's not fucking easy. It is too bad though, because literally those two guys together for at least, for Foxtrot, mm-hmm. you're like, it's too bad they couldn't just keep. It's, it's. I bet they would have made a lot less money, but a lot cooler stuff for people like nerds like you and I. Um, well, it sounds like, so, like here's you know, the... we may have been cheated a little bit, but you know, you also got this, you know, pop stuff that everybody loves. Which so, I, yeah, yeah, including I mean, me. That's great. I that's like great. I like solo solo Peter Gabriel. I like solo Phil. But it sounds you like Land of Confusion. I do. I do because <laughs> of the video of weird puppets and stuff i mean that was part of it yeah <laughs> but um but there's that was also a very uh what the time that, that came out you know is when i'm like sort of realizing uh, or trying to f- figure out on my this is the world we live in you know it's like oh it's not just um you know do as you're told and then you got college marriage house kids job uh, and all roses and rainbows and it's like 
No, man, there's a lot of other shit happening out there, and you're going to have to figure it out on your own. There's, I mean, no, there's nothing like sending a dark message to small children about how depressing things are going to get. Yeah, I agree. I think that's I think that's good. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of Instagram memes that are just hitting that up. We're not best of, friends anymore. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, wait till they start dying. Yeah, You're like what? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah life's, exactly. Life's kind of tricky. Uh, uh, but my kids aren't going to watch this. So I think we're it, good. it seems that uh, uh, it wasn't just the two of them. It seems like it was Peter Gabriel and the rest of the outfit that were there was strain. Like he just didn't seem to be jiving with the direction. Because then well, he it, was certainly the weirdest of all, of all you know, if, did you watch, watch any of the live stuff? I mean, at one point, I think it's on the back of, maybe on the back of Foxtrot, like if you actually have the full record vinyl, record, mm-hmm. uh, he shaved an inverse mohawk. I mean, so he just had a stripe shaved I down mean, the look, middle of his head. Look no further than the video <laughs> for Sledgehammer. Yeah. All weird. Well, that's even way later than that. You know? No, I know, obviously. <laughs> he still was a weird Apparently guy. LSD or whatever it is, that potentially maybe, or just he's just demented. Hey, Who knows, man? This, here on this podcast, we only speak positively of the best drug on the planet. So, I mean, let's, let's, not, let's not pretend that LSD has negative side effects. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it's anybody do anything weird. Good for everybody. Yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> But yeah, man, it's beautiful stuff, and I mean, kind of, kind of in that yes vein, like '70s Genesis is like some super highbrow nerd shit, and you know, I think to the pocket of folks that appreciate it, you know, you got to look under a couple corners to, oh, there you guys are, you know, to find somebody to talk to about it or enjoy it with or whatever. Um, but it's I've, just a lot of crescent troughs, man. Yeah. I mean, I think there are like some Bela Fleck albums that are like that too, where it's like, you know, there's some really good, like mellow moments that are like real serene and that you're like, oh, ooh. and then stuff that drives enough that you can drive your car to it without, you know. Yeah. I've got a bunch of Bela on, in my phone, and every single time a track of his comes up on shuffle, I skip. Really? I just, I mean, I listened to a bunch of, you know, Flight of the Cosmic Hippo and, uh, was it One Floor of the Cuckoos? Three. Three Floor of the Cuckoos. And, yeah, and they're like a bunch of ones that, like, you can fall asleep to. Yes. They're super pretty. Yes. I mean, I think they're nice songs. Yes. They're not ones that you're like, hey, I'm going to have people over and I'm going to put on this right. album. Like, it just never seems to be the mood that you, I'm in. But you, get, you definitely get to hear, you know, Victor do shit that's stupid. Yeah. His, like, his record, uh... The Loneliest Monk. Oh, okay. Play on words for Thelonious. Yeah, yeah. Was, and he called himself like Spaceman or something. For remember, he had he had a, a funny nickname. That very first one that he did. That, remember the Bela Fleck played at Barney Owls Plaza. Mm-mm. I saw them a bunch of times. Man. Okay, including at a Borders bookstore in Dallas. Where I mean, I was like, how in the world did this get booked? Right. Uh, and there was there were people there, but like I was literally, you know, we could just basically be in this room and right. be as close as I was to all three of those guys. I went to Telluride and once, like, and that's nuts. Why why aren't there more people? And why are you guys playing here? Right, I, mean, I wouldn't even play here. I I, I thought <laughs> I, I went without tickets and thought I was going to get into bluegrass, and it was not going to happen. And so I ended up sitting with my dog uh, that we were talking about upstairs. Um, and we we're just sitting there and he was not interested 
and just us sitting on this wall listening to this guy. He was just over here outside the festival in this little tiny pavilion, kind of like who if, was Bela. If you like, you know, here locally, if you like rented a pavilion at a park and had a cookout, it was a very small kind of thing like that. And they were just underneath it. And, and, and my dog started like, just what are we doing? Let's go. And he stopped and he was like, are you not digging this buddy (laughs) for 25 seconds or so? It's like talking to my dog and then went right back. And I was like, "Eh." I think our weekend is complete. We just had a, we just chatted with Bela. I mean, and Bela was nice too. Like, I mean, uh, cause I, I'd talked to Vic a couple of times at Barney House Plaza. I brought, I think just cause it was in like a CD wallet or something in my car. Case that logic. I, that I pulled, yeah, I pulled it out and I was like, I didn't have any Bela albums. I had show of hands though. Cause I just bought, like bought it not that long before the solo album. Yeah. And zero man. So I had, so I had Vic autograph it. And then of course, Bela was right there and I was like, Oh man. Uh, and you could tell he was going to piss that he had to sign Vic's album. Oh, I was like, I don't have anything else. Dude. (laughs) I think it's zero man or I do think future man is future man. Anyway, is the name of the, his brother. Um, so Foxtrot Genesis 72, uh, I'm excited to finish it and then, you know, hopefully I think it'll probably be somewhere in the rotation cause it's good stuff. Like I said, way more accessible than lamb lies down on Broadway, which I think was, we're going to make, this is a statement album. And anyway, two years later thrust Herbie Hancock. Do you have that one? I have no, just oh. a dedication sitting there. Oh, um, thrust was pimp. And I bought that on record cause you know, like you, at some point, you buy records because you couldn't get them in any other format. Right. When I bought Thrust, I paid more for it because it was not they didn't reproduce it yet. Oh, so okay. they've since reproduced the living shit out of it. But man, it's pretty sick. I I I gave it a quick over. I was like, I mean, you never heard it before? No, either. No, oh, man. Um, I mean, my Headhunters is you know like debut. Uh, with Watermelon Man and uh, Chameleon, and then a uh, couple other, a couple others, but I I never like collected the whole thing. Um, but this is the second Headhunters album, and they've put out eight, and the eighth one came out this month of this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's called Speakers in the House, which is funny. Little, I can only imagine <clears throat> like, what that sounds he's like. He's fucking 82. I was going to say, I know he's in his 80s. But, Chick just died like two years ago. Okay, okay. But I love that, you know, you can a little double entendre for political or your home stereo system. I yeah. mean, um, so this is uh, uh, Bernie Maupin on horns, Paul Jackson on bass, Mike Clark on drums, Bill Simmons percussion. He's just I one of the most under to me appreciated musicians of all time. I mean, he's done so much and you know, I guess outside of music nerd circles not too much credit. Yeah, Man Manchild is also like another super cuz is that the one that has hang up your hang ups on it? Maybe. I may which might be one of the funkiest songs. 
You gotta look it up. We can talk about that later, too. <laughs> Man, but child, yeah. are you two words or are you one? You are hyphenated. 1975, so a year after this one. Yeah. Hang Up Your Hang Ups leads it off. Yeah. Um, Sun Torch the Traitor, Bubbles, Stepping in It, both the, Yeah, both those albums are real. Six solid. cuts, 45 minutes. I mean... Um, Just enough to get it printed and sell it. The pl- <laughs> place I always go with Herbie uh, is my, you know, way, way, way before we had the mind blown emoji was discovering Headhunters uh, and Chameleon and, and, and so forth in college and being like, wait, this is the same guy that put out the rocket video yeah. <laughs> and that was really like right when MTV kind of exploded in 83 or whatever it was that video got a shitload of play and a lot of the imagery from that video is still burned in there and I was like there's no fuck this is the same guy holy shit and then of course you push the door open a little further and you're like oh he's got like an archive uh, you know he's been he's on blue note he, he was part of the second uh, uh, Miles Davis quintet you know, put out a shit ton of record, a handful of records there, and then of course uh, on his own. But I mean, yeah did he did he play with Blakey too at one point? I think so. I, I almost feel like he was one of the jazz messengers at, at one point. He might have been. <clears throat> anyway, nonetheless, he's awesome. Um, <laughs> but well, you don't have to get my you know my endorsement on that. I mean, do you ha- how many so. how many of his are you familiar with? Would you say three, uh, four, ten? probably heard all of it at one time or another man i know that i bought i had a best of which you know sure you know yeah do that right well, i think i found that one like at exile records or something Ooh. Like three or four bucks or something yeah the bin. I was like, that I was uh 75th and metcalf a couple yeah. doors down from peaches yeah. sound warehouse warehouse music when that yeah when that was a thing <laughs> yeah how old are you Pretty old, yeah. Pretty old. As old as your old as your sister. I was like, but I remember Peach. Is it? Yeah. The sign, the, just the image of the sign, and never like it never occurred to me until it wasn't until it was almost not Peaches anymore. What it was, you know. I never. I, I always would see it. And be like that's fascinating and kind of mysterious. <laughs> and then being like, oh, that's a record. I want to go in there. And then it wasn't called that anymore, which is whatever. But. I, remember, I'm, I remember going in there, and I don't know if my brother made my parents take us in there or if my parents took us in there. My dad. But I definitely remember going there. Um, a little kid. So wife and kids, do they have their own relationship with music or... Yeah, I jam that stuff down their throat all the time. You so it's you're well, spoon not feed. jam it down their throat. I mean, we listen to like stuff from the old Muppet Show, nice. especially when they have like the special guests. Yeah, and you know, like how Sesame Street does it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, shake your tail feather. The video from like the Blues Brothers, film, <laughs> like where we dance around with it and stuff. And um, no, literally, like. From nursery crimes, I've two of my kids can sing "Harold the Barrel," okay, which is stupid. I have no idea. They just absorbed it. They like Pink Floyd. They like bike. I've got a bike. It's a very nice. You know, the can song. ride it if you want to. <laughs> 
I'd give it to you if I could, but I borrowed it. Yeah. Um, they I, they can sing that whole song. They love it. I, um, I have a... <laughs> we actually covered it the other day because, nice. because of it. I was like, I have hey, a somewhat of right. a strong dislike for that song because... Um, because <laughs> it's stupid. No. I mean, it's cute. You didn't get a bike. Uh, so there's been uh, kind of a... a transformative pocket uh, across the the fish whatever where they they'll do acapella numbers yeah and um it used to have a pretty and it usually or i'm i'm sorry where fishmen will do a, a a tune and then a vacuum solo uh and that used to include a handful of songs and it's, some have been wild and fun and highly requested or sought after and at some point he reached a spot where he was like the only song i can remember the words to is bike so that's the only one he does now so if he comes out and you're going to get a vacuum solo it's most likely going to be bike uh, and i've seen a bunch of those getting old. well i know i know and like i'm complaining i can't even see him you know i'm squinting like <laughs> what's he saying <laughs> That's funny because we didn't even talk about fish, but we don't need to. No, uh-uh, we don't. Uh, but so uh, <laughs> here for a while because you'll talk about it. I mean, yeah. So, so Drew was is she like a music person in the car or podcast or what is she? Kind of. I think she likes a lot of new country stuff. Okay. And okay. That that unfortunately I think is um, damaging <laughs> my children's taste in music. Well, but nonetheless. I mean, at least they're getting it from both, right? They can. Why like, can't you just listen to like Willie or like you know old Jerry Jeff Walker stuff or like? There's I mean, got to be something better. Than the new the new country stuff is out there in numbers and getting fed. You know, that's yeah, crazy. It's a huge big thing. So I mean, I I actually asked somebody if we could do a like a you know kind of a pen named let's let's make a generic country song. Like a new one. Okay. And we'll just have to make up names so that nobody knows it's us, and let's see how it tracks. I think that'd be a fascinating experiment, and I would love to, for you to see that through. You're like, that's how hard this was. Did you hear that Mark's playing Arrowhead next week? Just they have this Yeah, one all song. of a sudden, yeah. Well, then I'll be like, dude, we just write like dozens of these. Right? Yeah. Just... How long did it take us to pull this one? Yeah. I should time it all, too. We should document the entire thing. Like, yeah, all right, make a time-lapse time video. Start to finish. Yeah. Let's do this. And then go from pen to paper to recording and see how long it takes and how many hits we get. I bet more than anything we've ever probably done. So how how long do you think uh, you'll continue to gig? Oh, I don't know. Like f- another ten years? Um, do you, have you ever felt like kind of forever? Huh? Yeah, right. Well, why? I mean, as, long, not, have as you, long as I play anything that that's worth it, I guess, right? Yeah. But I mean, have you ever had that like weird questioning? Like, do I really love still love doing this, or is it just undeniable? No. That's, that, no. Okay, cool. Never. So no, normally I'm willing to do be a whore. That <laughs> I love it. I'd, I'd I'd rather do stuff I don't want to do. So tell than, me, than not do anything. Tell me uh, again. <laughs> That's pretty bad, right? The names of the outfits. Uh, I know I know Jervis Jort, and they have a Facebook page, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And the Harry Trumans. The Harry Trumans, and they Which have was just going to be the Trumans, and I was like, I think we can improve that name. I like it. So Harry H A. I R Y. 
Oh, nice. Uh, Harry, nice. Harry Truman. Nice. And so they have a what? Do they have a website? Do they have a Facebook no, page? No, it's just a Facebook, Facebook page. page. And then is it Ismert? Ismert and, then, and company? And I don't think I don't think there's a Nothing? site for that. Nothing yeah. at all. I just sort of played with them like maybe two or three weeks ago. I've played with oh, with okay. various pieces of them okay. before. Um, so uh, more to come on and, that. And big question mark on the future of Backfat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay. once again, I think if those guys wanted to play, that would be good. So I got a lot of requests for for us to play stuff. So, I mean, and you, then it was kind of like it was like I don't know, I don't really want to. Oh, they're not they're not feeling it, or no, well, back then. But then we ended up doing one. You know, I mean, they, they're not. Are they doing other things that you're not a part of, or no? They just are aren't gigging. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you guys should gig. Like it's a very fun time to see you guys. I would love for you to, when you rebroadcast us, let's put their phone numbers <laughs> at the bottom of the video. Okay. Or we, at phone numbers. Yeah. At, we can just list them at the end. Yeah. Please, like, please, te- please free call. T-shirt for everybody that texts yeah. these guys <laughs> on this group thread. Must must text though ten times at ten o'clock at night uh, until they give in. So. <laughs> What would your, I mean, I have a, like a very rough, foggy, imaginary vision of like what your day-to-day life looks like. But if you no, no longer had to work, how would, walk me through, what would your average day look like? You guys got m- more money than you can spend. You don't have to have a job anymore. Maybe she doesn't either. If she definitely know, doesn't I mean, either. What, the same stuff probably a lot of people do. But I mean, I'd be still probably playing music and fishing and. Okay, you do you Tra- traveling? You get stuff? out there and cast a line. Not a lot. Not okay. a lot. I haven't as much as I'd like to. How but, how you know, how much the travel? Kids are, kids are now old older. That you could make it happen. That it's a little easier to pull it off, right? Yeah, because before it was like, see ya, you know, and you can't really you know can't really pull that off. No, easy. most people know that. I see <laughs> or hear of uh, you know your scenario where. Uh, dad slash husband plays a lot of golf and i'm always just like i don't get it yeah i wish i i wish i would have gotten in on that earlier do you well yes and no i mean golf but, is but fun. apparently it is like the excuse that it's totally okay but it's it's i mean every time and i don't mind playing golf actually you know i Sure, kind of but I mean, it's a, like a five, six-hour commitment every time if you're going to play. Yeah, fishing only has to be like an hour or two, especially if you you know live near somewhere Some water. where you can do it. Yeah, uh, right. It's not doesn't have to be all day. Right. I mean, Chiefs games, I guess, are bad enough as it is. Do you go to? Oh yeah. Do you have tickets? Yeah. Season uh-huh. that have been in the family for a while, or did no. you do it? No. Okay. We've had them for a while. So, are you like every home game? No, not everyone. Okay. I didn't, I didn't go. Sunday. Jags. I go to man. I go to a lot. They're, I mean, I'm fortunate. I mean, this this year because they keep pushing us later in the. Not like I don't know if anybody even cares to hear this on this podcast, but yeah, you can always we edit. talk Chiefs plenty. You can always edit. Yeah. Um, that you know, almost all the games have not been noon. That this Jags one was like I for a week leading up, I was like, I gotta be, I gotta and adjust. Are, and those are like the biggest whip though, like with the wife and three kids, right? Cause the biggest what? Biggest whip. Because like I'll wake up, I'm 
prepping food or whatever. Oh, to get there? Yeah. Oh. I'm leaving at like 8.30, you know. She'd rather be asleep still. And then, but luck, luckily for her, those noon games, I get home around six or seven. So she doesn't go. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, it's like it's a full day. It's worse than work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, you're stuck with them all day. Where are they? Like, the so, seats. We got some in the lower, uh, kind of, kind of gold line ish okay. era. And who yeah. do you wind up for the ones you go to? Are you be- asking for to, to, to go? No, I, that's not. Uh, I don't. I think. I think that ship sailed for me. Like, oh, you don't want to go anymore. I mean, if I, I, I have take. I took the kids to their first and only game. It was uh, a few years ago. It was like this time of a year. A regular season game. Yeah. What? What's the, what's the? Well, just because. I mean, we. I took our. We took our kids to a preseason one. I thought even it was more precarious than what I would normally. Want so to so this was. I mean, for people to care. And be kind of as unruly as they were. It was kind of amazing. Like we, Green Bay fans. Like we we got luck. So and I was like, dude, first of all, it's a preseason game. Yeah. Who cares? Like, are you mad at your team or no. are you like celebrating? And why are you doing either? You it's could, a preseason. You, you couldn't pay and me. You're also an opposing stadium. You couldn't pay me to take your free preseason tickets and go because I, nope, I'm out. Like, That's the only way I'd take my too hot, kids. Though. Meaningless. Oh. Anyway, uh, I I I I bought. Three tickets, kind of, you know, 10 rows from the end zone. Nice seats for, and it was this time of year. It was, and it was, it was a real nice day, like for November. Uh, and it was against the Cardinals. And this, you know, three years ago, so we lit them up pretty, pretty good. And we ended up having like a really great pocket of people, or like good. some people, uh, like gave my kids toys and coloring books. And it was fun. It was really nice. That's and good. I, I'm like, that that that's hopefully that memory lasts for a while because we're gonna be doing that again anytime soon. Yeah, the, the coloring book is way better than being thrown up on. I mean, which I also hear happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> footage. But this it, is your first. Do you <laughs> welcome to Irwin. when you're there? Are you typically with the same group of people, or does it is it mixed? No, it changes. Okay. Uh, there's a guy that comes down from Illinois. Oh. Every game. Damn. Uh, I don't know how he does it, but he's right next to us, yeah. Okay. Uh, and literally, his wife, once again, I don't get this. They, they have, I think, two, well, now they have three kids, but he brought her down, um, and I think she was, like, ready to blow at any moment, and she went to a game. Like, I mean, so you made an eight-hour drive with an almost nine-month pregnant lady. She's now at the game. This is all pretty precarious. Look, nobody's questioning. And that's why nobody's you, questioning your fan. And that's like, why that's you were amazing. born in Moline. That's why you were born on the shoulder and outside of Des Moines, honey. I mean, it's. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, your wife is so, like, because he would show up to games, and I'm like, how pregnant is she now? And he's like, oh, I mean, it could be any any moment. And I was like. Why are you? Why are you here? And then they brought they brought a, that very small child to a game too, like pretty like six months or something like that. Like, would you bring a six month old kid? To not a, not without noise reduction headphones, which I, my kids wore. Even still, some drunk could just knock you over, you know, and like that would be totally unheard of. 
at a Chiefs game. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think, you know, if I... That's just protection zone, I think, when it comes to... Because I've just seen too many stupid things. So here's the thing. If I make the commitment and I take them and we get to the spot we're supposed to be, and if anything's shaped, like, we're out. Like, you know, we'll just leave. We'll listen to it on the way home and catch the second half on the couch. Yeah, that's probably better. But but if it's not, but if it's really amazing and it's nice weather and nobody's freezing and all the people around you are cool and, like, very moderately and and responsibly consuming their adult beverages, it's fantastic. Because then they're, like, like loose enough to talk about parenting and how great it is you have your kids there and you're not worried about getting puked on or knocked over. It's And it, the kids are like, that was really a, all these strangers. We just, you know, they, yeah, they, once again, my, the, the guy next to us, he brings his nine year old son who stands on the, stands on the seat, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's like my first high five. Usually I put myself next to those guys. Cool. Who knows what? Who else are you with? Who knows what riffraff I've Typically. decided to bring? Right. Okay. To a game. Okay. Okay. You know, it could be anybody. Right, now, are these so? I I forget what you said. Did you do this of your own accord, or is this like a family? No, thing? family. Okay. Comes, you know, yeah. My cool. Parents, my parents have been buying those for the years. So. Yeah, man. That's. I mean. It's a really, really like I used to. We suffered through all those crap years too, right? We we were contiguous. Yeah. Too, so I think yeah. it's been like thirty something odd years, thirty five, thirty six, seven, something like that. Wow. So uh, no, I was not buying them when I was you know in elementary school. So, <laughs> what do you think your days look like? And I know this is way down the road and somewhat of a silly question, but what do you think your days look like when you guys are eventually empty nesters? How are no, you traveling? Same thing. What we were talking about. Okay, probably. fishing. You know, doing just doing gigging, kind of whatever you can. I get. I mean, I'm gigging. I don't know. You know, how much how relevant would that be? No, that's when I start doing. You like, said forever. Well, that, yeah, that's probably when my utility will be more like. You know, writing pads for Law and Order. Well, like ambient <laughs> music and stuff. Or it's like, yeah, I'll sell you like some random right. strumming of stuff. I'm writing people's. Jingles. I mean, there's plenty of uh, older folks that still get out there and do it. I mean, no, I know that. I mean, you know, and they seem to. I know. I'd love to still, have a ball. I'd, I'd love to still do that, sure. But you know, it, just have to sort of see what that you know yeah. what that sort of looks like. You know, but things, things kind of tend to unfold, and they you, sort do. Of, you sort of hate hate to conjure up some dream plan, and well, it doesn't come to fruition. I mean. Dream plan and versus the occasional daydream that you didn't anticipate are two different things. Yeah, but I, you know, how you know how do you how do you get to that point anyway? Where where where, where, where that's a fixed asset? I just don't I don't see. That. Well, you mentioned travel. I mean, is that a thing that you both love to do and will do? Or I just I mean I figured that that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I, you know, no. Generally, I hate traveling. I mean, I hate going to the airport. I hate dealing so with people stressful. at the airport. I think, yeah, it's a pain. You know, boarding dogs. And, Do you, you fly know. with dogs? No. Oh, I mean, that's oh, what I'm saying. Like, boarding them. Board, board, board right. the dog, find somebody to deal with that. Yeah, I you usually know, find just... somebody to come stay at the house if I can. Yeah, well, that's not, not easy. In a perfect time. world, if right. you can pull that off. Right. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, the last time we flew, we had. Two, we went to New Mexico. We had two 
flights each way. One went through Denver. The other one went through Phoenix. Okay. Because there weren't any direct flights to New Mexico. Not even Albuquerque? No. Well, they're bringing them back next year. Okay. That'll be okay. That'll be be good. Uh, Especially with kids and stuff. Stay on the plane. Yeah. Right? How many times are we going to do this? Yeah. Uh, One flight each way, right? So of these two connectors, people ran up the aisle when when the plane... You know, got to the jetway and, and you know, was parked, whatever you call it. Darted from the back up to the front. Who, who the fuck does that? I, I, I took my kids. These were adults. Too. I know. I took These my... were adult people. And I was like, now you guys are sitting around in the in the aisle. Nobody can get any of their stuff out. I, I took the kids to Colorado in June and we rented a car and went to a whole bunch of different towns and saw a bunch of people. But uh, for sure coming home, uh, you know, if you want to stand and do this thing and wait for your turn to get out, okay, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem is you ignoring the row-by-row flow of how it's supposed to go. So, like, if you just happen to have your nothing, you just have your purse or your backpack and you just cut uh so i was kind of coaching my kids to help, all right get ready and then we're gonna stand and then we'll get stuff I, and also i always look around if there's See, some, if you need to help somebody, somebody to needs speed help the whole thing around to yeah, get, you know yeah. uh so as we're going somebody i got like a shoulder brush because somebody came blasting past and then a second person person with them came to and i i go hey that's not how this works and they were like you know, surprised that anybody would say anything and kept going and it didn't matter. But I felt good at least getting those words out to oh, be like, you're a piece of shit. I, li- I literally tried to trip one of these people. <laughs> and my wife was sitting across the aisle. She's like, stop it. What are you doing? And he looked at my foot like, what is this? And I was like, yeah, because you're not supposed to be going. You know, I don't understand. And I started talking to the guy behind us and they were already kind of looking. So like, this was almost almost turned into a mob. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of silly. What kind of time are you saving by doing You're this? not. And he was like, yeah, right? And so we're just having a conversation, you know, across this guy uh-huh. so that he has to listen to us oh, kind of berate him. Oh, mm. I, I just wish that. I would have been able to trip him. <laughs> he did great. stop. He didn't get any farther. Oh, me, at least. okay. All right. Yeah, man. Fuck people. Just... <laughs> You know, so the wor- the hardest part for me is uh, not, I don't want to be like insanely early, but I don't want to be, I don't want to feel anxious about, are we going to get through and get on in time? So I'm always trying to, you know, but whenever, like for this Denver trip, when we got through at KCI, we had like, you know, 50 plus minutes before boarding started. And I was like, which means you had nothing to do because there's nothing in that airport. Well, I don't care about that, but right. I, I care about not feeling it because I've traveled with them, sweating when you get on the plane, and so they feel you know they have felt the anxiety right. and it's been there have been tears, you know. Uh, so I was just like, yeah, we're just gonna sit. You guys just do read or hear, you you want to try and get on this shitty Wi-Fi? Go ahead. Um, but so that is a lot, and it's of course at least twice you know and if you have a connecting then of course it's four 
so getting through all that is a lot for me. To, and, and then if you have to like deal with shitty people on top of that, which oh, you, which you will, oh, that's a sad thing is it's a microcosm. I, I, I think, mean, it literally is a microcosm. It's everybody's there. Right? Yeah, You've for got, sure. You get the full gamut. Yep. You've got people that are business folks and folks that are very well to do Mm -hmm. people that aren't and people that are jerks that are of both varieties. Uh, Yeah. It's like, dude, that that transcends. Yeah. And sometimes if you can identify exactly that, the you're this and you're that, I just, I'm like, why, why did you think it was a good idea to leave the house and put your face out in public, let alone get on a plane with. And then I think, I think people, you know, including my wife that, that think that, they're they're mortified, right? Because of the small kids that are screaming or yelling or throwing fits. Meaning your own? Yeah. Okay. Like you accept that. Those are kids. Yeah. How do you explain the rest of these assholes? You don't. You know? you That's don't. what I'm saying. Like, you, what's your excuse? You look I at. Mean, you they, look at. I know what their excuse is. You look at their parents <laughs> and be like, "We've made a PowerPoint of all the ways in which you did a shitty job rearing this." human you probably shouldn't even produce in the first place and follow along on and we're talking about the 50 year old guy that's a total dick at the airport yeah okay yeah because yeah. you're like yeah so they didn't yell at you clearly or or they yelled at you too, too much. much yeah exactly <laughs> Fair uh we're rolling up on 9 30 and we should get you out of here right on um but thank you so much for coming it was uh, fun i'm glad that we were able to make it happen for a, a while there i was like i don't know about this mccaffrey character <laughs> taken a long time in between and then finally you're like well it's just you know like i said i mean when i have a lot of free time i try to set up a rehearsal and if if i don't have one i'll try to set up a project or something be like hey do you guys like want to get together what, what, oh, mu- music project yeah okay all right you're not building sheds and shit out there no no okay. no, no not that kind of thing all right i mean i would well uh i wouldn't be very good at that i don't feel like Love to make it happen with your brother, if for no other reason, just to say, look, they're totally two different conversations, even though there's little wrinkles of overlap. So uh, you'll have to hook me up with this number is the point of all that, so I can not miss Yeah, it. here, we should just put it on tape. Right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway. Uh, thanks, man. I'm sure he'll probably watch this. Well, I, yeah. I probably, I'll just give you his address instead. Just egg him every, <laughs> every third saturday he prefers teepee teepee yeah he's more of a teepee maybe guy. some eggy teepee oh so. yeah well i mean sure anyway thanks man right. appreciate yeah, thank it thank you all right